soy Wendy. Hi, I'm Rosie. And you're listening to Spilling La Sopa, a podcast about real Latinas, real conversations, real chistosas. Hola, listeners. Bienvenidos to another episode con tus amigas here at Spilling La Sopa. Um, how are you doing, Wendy? Ooh, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's a little melty out today for me, so trying to stay cool. Um, hopefully, maybe go take some a dip in the pool if I can, but I guess this is just too hot, too sizzling out, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. It might be a movie day, it might be a pool day. I don't know. <laughs> nice, nice. All those sound like good plans. It's a little warm here too, but um, you know, I, I'm in the heart of the Bay Area, so it's not, it's not terrible. There's always a little breeze. Um, today, we want to talk about stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, this, is, this topic came about because Wendy and I have had a lot of changes this year. As individuals, we've had to step out of our comfort zones in both personal and professional ways. The pod has, podcast has changed a little bit, as um, we talked about during our last episode. And so we really wanted to talk about Um, this topic. We think it's an important one, uh, really like stepping out of your comfort zone and what that journey looks like, right? I think that it's a topic that we can, that resonates with a lot of people and that many of us can relate to. If there's a situation where you've had to push past a limit um, that you perceived or, or that you, you know, felt was there, um, you've had to deal with some discomfort, uh, but at the end of the day, hopefully you feel like it's been worth it. Right. I can say personally, the changes that have happened to me this year, pushing past my comfort zone has, um, you know, has been a very positive, a very positive thing. It's not the process is not fun all the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And then and then I feel like the other thing is that when you feel like you've made it past the I'm out of the comfort zone, you get those ghosts, those ghosts, those goosebumps come back. Like, who are you? Are you out of the comfort zone? So we thought it would be a good idea to invite an expert and somebody that, you know, I'm very a, a big fan of. So today we have Ana Sheila Victorino joining us uh, from Tamarindo Podcast. So welcome. Woo! Welcome, Ana Sheila. What's up? What's up, y'all? Yeah. I'm so happy to be sharing the space with you on this happy sunny domingo <laughs> <laughs> it is very domingo um so let me let me uh introduce you because it's just a, an honor to have you here with us uh ana sheila is a queer mexican-born entrepreneur and podcast host based in los angeles and uh, she's a co-founder of basque and being an organizational well-being and coaching company and the co-host again of Awesome Tamarindo podcast, uh, which is an acclaimed top land podcast featured in publications like Oprah Magazine, CNN, Latina, and Hola USA. Ana Sheila is originally from Mexico City. She has a Bachelor's of Arts from Stanford University and Master's of uh, Business Administration from UCLA, uh, where she was the diversity, equity, and inclusion student lead. <laughs> wow. Fancy. Such an honor. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thank you so much for being here uh, today, Anna like you said, sh sharing space. Yeah. I mean, one. I'm excited to get into this topic. I mean, I think that the last, I mean, the last several years, especially, I've been really pushing myself to, to lean into this. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to share what it's been like for for me 
when it relates to this topic and, and hopefully, um, you know, things resonate with, with, your, with your listeners. Yeah, for sure. So let's jump in. Uh, to start, we thought it'd be a, uh, important to discuss like what is the quote-unquote comfort zone and what does it mean to step out of it? Um, I think for me, stepping out of my comfort zone is a little bit like what, you know, what I what I said a couple minutes ago is really like pushing past your limits. And I think there's an element of like you're in uncharted territory. Like you don't have a specific roadmap. Maybe you have an idea, um, but there could be fear um, discomfort, right? Like you're not, uh, uh, maybe some imposter syndrome, right? Like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know what this is going to look like. Yeah. Like stepping out of where you feel safe is I think what I, what I think of, right? It's like stepping out of your comfort zone means you might not feel safe anymore. Right. But, but it's where, Going beyond, sometimes going beyond that safety is where the where the growth is, right? And we'll get to get into more of that later. But I think for me, yeah, it, it's when you don't feel maybe as as safe, right? And I think that's a key word that we can come back to later. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it, right? Like it, it, being being in the comfort zone is maybe a place that people perceive that they're safe in. But one thought that I have too is like, I've, I've, uh, you know, myself and also work with several people that are staying in the comfort zone because they perceive it to be safe, but they're also very miserable in it. So it's like, there's also like this, uh, belief that there's comfort and misery, right? Like I'd rather be miserable Mm -hmm. than have to put myself in a position that may cause stress, right? Like misery feels better than feeling stressed and or or activating the fight or flight system, right? Um, But I, I also think an element of that is like familiarity, right? I think that word is kind of like the bridge between this idea that your comfort zone is like where you feel safe And what you're saying, Wendy, like, maybe it's not safe, right? Like, you're unhappy. So um, I think it's like the the familiarity is like the missing link between that, right? Like, maybe I'm unhappy, but this is what I know. And to your point, like, it's stressful to have to do things in a different way, because maybe I have to learn a new skill, or have to go out of my way in, in in a certain sort of way, shape or form. So I think that's that could be a little piece of that, too. Yeah, because getting out of your where you feel safe is stressful, right? And it does sort of can activate that fight or flight or, or, or freeze um, feelings, right? Yeah, yeah. And then with when we think about like uh, our brain being activated, like that fight or flight, you know, freeze feelings, there's certain hormones that come with that, right? So it's not just like our body, but our brain is like sending signals, right? So if, if something's activating you, because you're stressed, then you're then you're also perceiving it as um, I need to stay in high alert. Right. So being yeah. on high alert means that you're, it's going to take a lot of physical, mental energy to really like maybe perform. Right. So then that's the other part, too, that I'm thinking a comfort zone is also, hey, when I know something, I can perform at a certain level. But when I don't know something, I may maybe I may be perceived as like not competent or not the most skilled person. And then that's another layer of, you know, being, you know, another layer of things that we deal with when we're stepping out of the comfort zone. 
Yeah. And I mean, ultimately what our brain and our body is trying to do is it's trying to keep us safe. So what it's sending us, it's sending us these messages like, oh yeah, you don't want to do that, right? Because you might not be safe. And that's why this is getting activated. But I think it's like really about but we know, we know that's only when we really start to push ourselves that we can start to grow. And so it's sort of like we have to help our mind como, like work with our mind and, and in a way kind of, I don't know, maybe trick it, but it's like a certain level of stress is positive, right? Because we cannot do anything without a bit of something that's pushing us because ultimately stress is, it, all that stress is, is a force. Stress becomes negative when it, it lasts, when it lasts too long, but it, it helps us do things, right? And so we have to sort of, learn how to work with our mind and brain to be like, okay, yes, this is stress and this is scary and it might not work well, but the only way that I'm, it's ever going to go well is if I actually push myself to try it, right? So how can we get our mind over that hump so that we can accept that it's going to be a little bit stressful and a little bit scary and still do it anyway, right? Right. Yeah. This is this is reminding me of uh, of an experience I had with my mom. <laughs> so the listeners know my mom as Bobby Boucher's mom because everything was the devil for her. <laughs> so, so, but this everything was the devil except you know things she wanted me to do. Right. So I think I was I think when I was like maybe like. 10 or 11, I don't remember, but she's like, hey, Wendy, I need, necesito que te subas a este árbol, pretty big tree. And like, she sent me up there with a chainsaw. And I had to like, chainsaw. <laughs> How eight. old were you? With a <laughs> yeah, I was like 10, dude. Like, I was a little, I was like oh, in God. grade school. Yeah, so then she goes, subete allá arriba y necesito que cortes esta rama, right? Because it was, it was all, um, it was growing on top of the roof. And, you know, she's a single parent and obviously like, hey, this is going to be a problem for the future. And she's re- like, you're small, you're nimble, <laughs> get up there. Exactly. Si se cae, she'll bounce back. No. <laughs> so I voy arriba ¿verdad? con el chainsaw and I am just terrified, you know, and I remember like, mom, like, please, I even cry, like, please, I don't want to. She's like, no, you got to go you gotta go right so now as i'm older i like talk to her about all these experiences like what was the purpose of that dude i was a kid and i asked her like ama por qué hizo eso and she's all like es que yo sabía que tenías miedo yo sabía pero yo no yo no quería que tú le tiene, tengas miedo a la vida you know so she's like this was part of the lesson so when she hears Girl. this i know my mom she she tries to twist everything traumatic into positivity back in the day or did you make up that story like in the last five years <laughs> totally she's like this is why you're strong this is this why is you're strong. badass because i because I made your ass get up on that tree with because the i was training you girl this was a train yeah. tra- not just training yeah. day this was yeah. training childhood <laughs> yeah right. and did you chop off your arm no Though. you save the house from the branch See? exactly and that's and how you ask for a raise <laughs> And that's why, Wendy, you have everything you that you have today is because you climbed up on that tree. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was like, yo no quería que tú le tenieras miedo a la vida. I'm like, where in the vida was I going to be up there? But like, the chainsaw weighed more than me, dude. Like, <laughs> Yo, pero something I wanted to say about, you know, talking about safety is that I think for a lot of Latinos, Latine folks, like, it is sometimes feel it sometimes feels really scary to step out of our comfort zone and 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 I wanted to acknowledge that there's a for a lot of us like we don't feel as safe like we haven't potentially grown up as safe if we've been like if we're immigrants or children of immigrants or brown or queer like our safety is is sacred 
to us, right? And and like it's taken work for us to even feel safe in, in what we've built. So sometimes it can even feel harder for a lot of us that have those identities to take a leap out of our comfort zone because creating a safe space has been hard, right? And so I want to acknowledge that sometimes it can be harder. And it's why it's even more important that when our community is you know, going after big dreams, which will undoubtedly mean that you have to step out of your comfort zone, that you, first of all, you acknowledge that and you give yourself love and compassion for why it might be harder for you to step out of your comfort zone and that you have a bunch, a lot of support around you when, when you're ready to, to do that. Right. And I know that's been really huge for, for me because I realized I was being really hard on myself. Like, why am I not like being more expansive? Like, why am I, you know, not going after these things that I know that I've wanted to do? And 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 then once I sort of recognize that, oh shit, like, you know, it took a lot for me to even feel safe in my body and my community, et cetera. It makes sense that, you know, I'm less, like less apt to want to, um, to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And like, well, also like to that point, like what is our measuring stick, right? Like when you're saying, oh, I, I wish I was able to do this more, like, who are we comparing that to? Right people that we see successful in, in whatever way, right? If we're, if you're talking about expanding in business or whatever. Yeah. And, and a lot of times those people don't look like us. Yeah. Right. And so I think that also speaks to your point around creating a safe space and then community. Like I think for a long time, our communities have been like our elders have been focused on preserving the status quo. Yes. Right. Kind of going under the radar, do what you got to do. And then, you know, the world outside is one thing, but the world inside my home, inside my safe space is something completely different. You're so right about that. And I wonder if, I mean, what they were trying to do was help create that safe space by, you know, like kind of following the status quo. At least that's kind of how I feel about my mom and, and the way she raised us, like, you know, just kind of doing everything right that she could, like not ruffling, doing too much. And and I think for a lot of us, we sort of have the the privilege of trying to step out of our comfort zone in order to to do, you know, bigger things. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that you're bringing up the, you know, the immigration experience because I, that makes me think of like the transgenerational perception of moving out of your comfort zone. And it looks different based on generation, but like even like my, 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 our parents try, you know, migrating from one country to the next is, I want to say like s- such as the ultimate like leaving comfort zone example, right? Like completely yes. leaving your culture, completely, you know, leaving, you know, the things that you're comfortable with to chase this, you know, American dream. Um, and also, I'm also thinking about like the uh, acculturation process, right? Like I think my mom slowly acculturated, but also because it's not because she couldn't grasp things like speaking English, um, but it's because she refused to, you know, like it was her, it was her power. Like she, she refused to let go of her power. And part of her power was to stay connected to her community by speaking Spanish, teaching us Spanish and making sure that that language is not lost and certain practices. Like I, I was talking to somebody my mentor earlier, you know, talking about how my mom created like her own like little pueblito at home. Like she had like chickens and goats. <laughs> like ella tenía muchos animales y plantas y corn y nopales y you know she just wanted to create her little ecosystem that still kept her within her power, even though she decided to like leave her entire like comfort zone, her country. 
And I think there's a balance to that too, right? Like, for example, my parents, like I hear what you're saying. My parents um, also taught my sister and I Spanish and they were like, I will be damned if my kid doesn't speak Spanish. So my mom actually um, started a group with other, you know, Latino girls in, in the class. And they would like, we had like a book club where we had Spanish books and we would like rotate from each other's houses, right? Like each parent would take us for whatever, like this week on Wednesday, it's you. And the next week, it's me, whatever. Um, and it was like annoying, right? I was like, oh, book club. But actually, I feel like that really helped retain the language because everything else was in English, right? TV was in English, doctor's appointments, everything was in English. And so I think another part around stepping out of your comfort zone when you are, I'm first generation in this country, right? I am, I am a daughter of Mexican immigrants. I, and we've talked about this experience before in other episodes, but I had to step out of my comfort zone really young and I'm the oldest daughter. So I had to step out of my comfort zone really young because my parents needed help with some serious topics, right? Like not material suited for a 10 year old to try to figure out, but I was there. I was, I was the only option, right? And when you grow up with that, it does, for me, at least, I think it did prepare me to be more comfortable with stepping out of my comfort zone because I didn't see stepping out of my comfort zone as something I was just doing for me. I saw it as doing, I saw it as it was doing something that for my family, like my family yeah. needed me to be brave, to be able to do that so that we could all move forward. Right. And I think, yeah. And we saw it modeled by our parents. Right. And I think, yeah, you're, you, you're so right that there is no bigger stepping out of your comfort zone than moving your whole family to another country where you might not know anybody. And I think that what you spoke about too, Wendy, is perhaps a way that our family, they were totally out of their, their comfort zone, right, in this new country, but staying connected to their culture, perhaps, and I think maybe this is a big thing, right? Like when you're stepping out of your comfort zone, how are you creating that community of safety while you're having to be brave at the same time? And maybe that's a big piece of stepping out of your comfort zone is like, you have to have something that feels safe that you can come back to, right? And so perhaps staying connected to your culture um, is a way that you're both being brave and out of your comfort zone, but at the same time, have a safe community. Um, and I think that I, I felt that way about my my parents too. So I hadn't really thought about that. A culture and, and staying close to the language, for example, is a way that perhaps our family, while they were doing something really brave, also could feel sort of safe. Right, right. And, and yeah, I really appreciate how you said, you know, the you've, you've, you phrased what you said, like, hey, maybe staying maybe kind of having a safe base like to touch back to is like holding on to like things that are very special to you and that that makes me think about like my experience like you know growing up in 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 LA Watts is the neighborhood and um you know going to the schools there as well like I for a long time even going through college and going through you know doctoral program like I never <laughs> to this day it's still kind of there but I don't feel like the most competent person you know like I don't feel like like I have like the most amazing like you know English speaking skills I don't have the most amazing Spanish speaking skills but um I think you know, as I continued into the professional world, that was always like an insecurity. And I was always trying to like stay in the background because I didn't want people to notice that, okay, this person doesn't speak well, or this person, you know, uh, isn't the most uh, competent in this area. Um, but for me, 
at some point I remember feeling like, okay, am I gonna, am I gonna still identify with my LA roots and my upbringing? Or am I gonna identify with this professional role and this professional life and, and, you know, uh, these re- new relationships that I'm making. Uh, and I've, I, for a long time, felt like this odd in-between space, right? Like that Napantla effect that, you know, discusses like the in-betweenness of two worlds and not feeling ni de aquí ni de allá, right? Like I'm not accepted in my neighborhood world because I, I have gone beyond. <laughs> like you went to college, you're going here. So then when I come back home, it's weird to connect. But then when I'm here in the professional world, it's also weird to connect, right? Because I don't feel 100% connected. So at some point, I just felt like, you know what? It's important for me to hold on to my roots. I don't need to speak perfect English to advocate and like, like provide my expertise, you know? So I feel like at this point, I it, what you said is just a kind of hit home for me. Like, yes, it's so important for me to stick to my roots and to show my face and to, you know, let people hear my voice and, and maybe somewhere out there is like holy shit dude if she can do this and and can stand there you know con con you know um confidence and i can too yeah and you can lean into that as as and i, I forget if it was wendy or rosie said this about 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 um the power right you can lean into 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 that as 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 something like a, a superpower as as you're doing these 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 brave things right it doesn't have to be a negative thing and i think that's been really beautiful for me as someone who went and 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 I think y'all might know, but I, I moved to Mexico for two years and to reconnect with where I'm from and just came back. And and I think that made me feel so much more like myself, um, like a fuller. It's like I sort of now I know we're, now we're getting off on a tangent, but, it, you know, it's all connected. No, but, yeah, um, no, share. Like, yeah, please tell us. It's like, it sounds like recharging, right? Like reconnecting, recharging. It was recharging, reconnecting. Pero what was even more powerful, it's like I felt like I was able to access, and I'm going to get maybe emotional, but I felt like I was able to access a part of me that I had lost, right? That I had lost in sort of starting to lose a language because it was my first language. I moved from Mexico. I was young, but, you know, I grew up, especially when I was younger, still learning in Spanish. My school was bilingual. And so I was grew up very, very Mexican. Y poco a poco, like I never lost my Spanish. It was always like good, pero, you know, I wasn't able to speak it as like fluidly. And so I feel like when I got to live in Mexico and my Spanish improved and I got to understand Mexico in a different way or more intimate way, it's like I access a part of me that was still there, pero que lo había perdido. And, and in improving my Spanish, I felt more like me and there was this, yeah, it's like, I, I felt like I, like a, a fuller version of me in a way that I hadn't felt before. And there's so much, like there's, I feel like there's a lot of power that I've gained from that, that has allowed me now to just, that has allowed me to actually step out of my comfort zone more easily in a lot of ways. That's really awesome. That's beautiful. Man. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a beautiful just description of the experience, right? Like the, I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it, you. Yeah. It sounds like dándole vida, like breathing life into this part of you that might have felt left behind, right? Like, okay, well, I get, you know, because I'm very big on like um, internal family systems, which is, you know, identifying your emotional parts uh, and, and really like trying to like get to know what they're, what each part needs. But that, that sounds like an emotional part that felt like long lost in the back, in the archives, like, esto fue mm-hmm. pasado and it won't happen again. And breathing life into that part and, and then it, yeah. it like also coming in with 
its own resources, right? Like, oh, shoot, it's our time to activate, you know, the Shayla's like uh, breathing life into me, you know, and that's, pr- that's awesome. Yeah, that's very, yeah, that's very awesome you. to hear. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. And I think, you know, this, this is a good sort of touch point to segue, like, um, we talked about <clears throat> the experience of pushing past your comfort zone, right? And, and I feel like we, we're, we've touched on this a little bit already, but the process looks different for everyone, right? Like how you feel as you're pushing through your comfort zone, the stages sort of that you go through are different than the ones that I, I will go through and the different than the ones our parents um, went through, et cetera. So what do you think, like what would you say are some key factors um, or steps that are kind of universal, right? As you're you're getting ready to push past your comfort zone, or or, or while you're while you're in the process, like what what do you all think? I mean, I think when you're like younger, it can be a little bit scarier because you have less things to draw on. Because I think what what we're when we're when we're doing it, when we're getting out of our comfort zone, our brain is telling us these stories, um, uh, like so sort of again to protect us, right? So it and and that can sort of make it hard for us to, to do that. But I think one thing that, that we can do is we can sort of, when these stories that are coming up, they're like, no, no, puedes hacer esto. It's not, it's, you can't do this. It's not going to go well. Is like being able to draw on times that it has gone well. Like when have you done something similar where you were able to do it, right? And so that you can like, or something, maybe not exactly the same, but what can you draw on to sort of help you be like, oh, you know what? Like I did this one time and it was a little bit different, but or like I was able to do it so I can, I can do this. Um, or, and I think, Another thing I would say is like, it does look different for everybody. And because again, like our identities and, and what we've been through can make it harder for some po- folks that don't feel as safe to, to get out of like, you don't want to leave your, your safety zone or your comfort zone because you work so hard to get it. Right. And so what that means is that if you're someone that is struggling more with that because of your identities, et cetera, you may need to take smaller steps, right? You may need a little bit more of a support system. You may be able, you may need to like, you might not like, you know, if you're going, let's imagine like it's almost an ocean, right? You're not, you might just, the first, your first step out of your comfort zone may just be dipping your foot. It may not be going in a little bit further up, up into your knees, right? It may be that you first need to just dip your feet and then be able to like still like con el otro pie with your other foot, like put the other foot on the sand, right? So yeah, it's like figuring out what you're, what you're able to do. And as long as you are trying to do something that is, you know, feels a little bit where you're stepping out, even if a little bit, I mean, that's still, that's still more than not doing anything at all. Right. And then something that you're, that you said, I know that kind of resonated with me, but I, I feel sort of the opposite. You said that when you're younger, it may, you know, for some people it may be harder because you have less to draw on. I think for myself, I think it was easier when I got, when I was younger, right. As I've gotten older, mm. como que me hecho más miedosa, right. Or a little more, um, concerned. Like for example, let's, let's use like work, right? When I was younger, I yeah. would venture into all these different things. Now that I've been in my career for like 10 plus years, uh, me la pienso, right? I'm like, oh, do I do I want to make a career change? Like, then I have to start all over. And then, you know, I've sort of uh, drawing on something else that we said earlier. I maybe I'm not an expert in my field, but I know what I'm doing, right? When I walk into a room, I'm confident that I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And if I were to venture off into something different, I would transition, right? I would go from being mm. well-versed in my craft to like a newbie. And then there's those thoughts that creep like, well, I'm too old to be a newbie, right? Because of this like set of standards, okay, like 
that, you know, maybe other people don't consider or that maybe society is sort of like, you know, like even let's, let's take the word of employment, right? I'm in HR, so this is kind of where my brain goes. Um, there are laws like anti-discrimination laws for employees under 40, right? For worker, I'm sorry, over 40, for workers over 40. And I think about it and I'm like, well, damn, 40 is not old. Like 40 is young. Like people are in the workforce till they're like late 60s sometimes right. now. And so, you know, sometimes I sit and I'm like, well, am I imagining all these things? Um, you know, it's fear maybe that, that prevents me from doing certain things. And when I was younger, I was pretty brave, you know, like maybe yeah. some of it was because I had to be. And then maybe some of it was because the stakes were lower. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You had you had nothing to lose. You had or less or less to lose. Right. And I think that's a good that's uh, thank you for bringing that up, Rosie, because I think it it it, you know, goes to the point that it can look different for for everybody. Right. So for me, there's some ways in which I do feel like I have more like evidence uh, data to show me that I can do things that are scary. Whereas like when I was a little bit younger, it did. I was like, no, no, I can't do it. But now I'm like, okay, no, I've no, I, I haven't done this exact thing, but I've done something similar and I know I did it and I did it well. So like that gives me more confidence and I'm more confident in myself than I was, but I can, but I, I, I see how, like, if you're doing a to totally something different and there's just, the stakes are higher. Um, so I get that. And I think it made, you made me think about how when I was maybe not, not as an, when I was a younger adult, I think things were, it was harder for me to step out of my comfort zone than it is now. But when I was little, it was easy because again, we had, I, there was less fear, less shame. Like when I was in elementary school, like there were so many, and I'm sort of like, I did all these creative things and performed and all these things when I was little and I started getting older and getting more scared. And so now for me, I'm sort of coming back to these things that I loved when I was little, but then I started getting more fearful of. So yeah, it's it, the stage of life can really make a, make a difference. Right. I think it does have a big impact. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, when I see myself as an older person, like retired, yeah, like I, I would wish I would be like a very like wise old lady, you know, wearing like a cool, like nice, pretty poncho. And I want people to trust what I'm saying. But yeah, you want to be a sage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. She thought like, you know, like, okay, she knows me what too, she's talking me about. Me too. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. But then <laughs> there's times of me that parts of me that like I'm, I get very tempted to like, just leave everything and start something new because then at the other place, when I'm new, I can be like, hey, dude, I don't know shit. I'm new here, dude. Like, <laughs> you can't expect me to be competent here. Like, I, so like, I think that for me, that's like tempting too, right? So, like, I feel like the mm -hmm. longer I stay somewhere, the more I'm expected to know and mm. the more I am going to be sought for information, like, a, like an expert, right? But, but if mm -hmm. I move to a new place, I'm just new here, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this procedure, yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> I feel that that's like, like tapping into your inner child, right? Like the inner child wants to do that. Like, I don't want people yes. asking me all this stuff about all these things. I just want to go play. Like, I just yeah. want to, I just want to go and somewhere And play new. is so important. It's so, well, now on another tangent, but play is so important as an adult. And it's something that we started thinking that we didn't get to do as an adult. And I think it brings us so much. I mean, play is joy. Right. And, and, and we get to play our full lives and it's important for, for our health. And I think that it, being in a, like, I think there's also space to be new and continue to be new and trying new things as an adult. And for some reason, I mean, we've just shy, shied away from that. And I think that's part of like, it's like, okay to be new at things as an adult. Like there's lots of, and I think there's a lot of people that 
would want to try something new that they've never done as an adult and have been thinking about for a long time, but they're scared of being new at something, right? But what if we just looked at being new? Like, yeah, we let ourselves just be kids again and and find the joy in discovering a new practice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And a joy in the process. And I think we focus so much on the outcome and producing because of capitalism, right? But I mean, ultimately, the beauty really is, is in the process. So what if we just let ourselves like enjoy the process of getting to know something new, right? And I think play can also be stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Like it is uh, zip lining, yeah, it right? Be. Trying zip yeah. lining, like you know, if if, if I would have tried to do that as a kid, my mom would have bajado fregadasos, like that's loca, está muy alto, blah blah blah. You know, like sort of like having that fear. So as an adult, I've been you know zip lining scared as shit, but I've but I've done it you know several times. So that's like an example of also like um, tapping into your inner child tapping into that play, but that can be, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like stepping out of your comfort zone applies to so many things in life. Yeah. Right. It's, especially if, if you, if you grew up in a culture where work was very, very like important and highly rewarded, like work, like being a workaholic, then play would be very difficult for somebody that's like, no, I can't rest and, and play. I need to continue to, produce right but you know the other Mm -hmm. thing that's coming to mind uh, connected to that is like exhaustion right and this is the reason why I reached out to Anashela's because you had made this post saying nobody talks about how exhausting it is you know like to step out of your comfort zone and actually sustaining you know that that consistency, right? Because when you're stepping out of your comfort zone, again, going back to like, you know, activating the whole adrenaline and the cortisol hormones, um, that can lead to exhaustion, right? And and you feeling like you, you, you're using so much internal energy to, you know, create something new that maybe you really want. Um, so I, I, I was wondering if we can talk a little bit more about that. Like how exhausting is it to actually step out of the comfort zone and, and what that looks like and what we can do to, you know, manage it. Yeah. I mean, I think like it's when we're trying to develop a new, you know, skill, um, if it's, if it's totally new and if it requires us to be out of our comfort zone, yeah, we're basically at sort of like a higher stress level throughout that experience. Right. And it's like, once you finally get past, it's like, once you finally get like thinking of a circle, the comfort zone being a circle and getting into like, you know, making the circle a little bit bigger. So now you can do a little bit more without feeling as, as, um, stressed. Um, basically what's happening is like, you're, you're ex- like, there's a, your comfort zone is a circle. And as we're trying to learn something new or get out of it, we start eventually the circle sort of gets bigger, right? So then what used to feel scary and was outside of the comfort zone now is in the comfort zone because we've done it enough times, right? And that's where you want to get, especially if it's something you really want to do, but it means that those whatever X many times before you get there, you are going to be more stressed, more scared, whatever it is, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it's really just being grounded in why you're doing it right? Being grounded in, in why is it that you, that you're pushing yourself in this way? And, um, you know, having that support system, having those easy ways that you're inching forward. And also how can you make sure that you can get back to, to, to safety, to, to take a rest, right? Because I think that's important. We need to be able to, to rest. 
Um, and, and que más? I mean, having grace, grace and compassion, because it's hard. It's hard work. And, and I think this is, to me, my, the biggest adult lesson I feel like I could put into one word is like the best thing I can do in any situation is treat myself with cariño and kindness, no matter what, that's never not going to be the solution. And that's like, for me, what I'm, what I always, how I'm always operating is like in any situation, cariño and kindness is never not going to be the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I would say. Yeah. That's so, so like, it's like speaking to like your internal dialogue, right? Like how do you talk to yourself, you know? And a lot mm-hmm. of the times we internalize maybe things that was said to us that wasn't so like positive or caring or kind growing yeah. up. And then this is how we speak to ourselves. Like, <laughs> like an example, um, I, I, when I make a mistake, something small as like spill water, right? Like I remember I used to be like, I, oh fuck, dude, like I'd say something mean to myself, like, oh my God, you're yeah. such a dummy, you know? Mensa. Dumbass, yeah, mensa, <laughs> babosa or whatever, you know? And, you know, the more <laughs> aggressive, yeah, aggressive. the more that you're conscious, right? That you're like, oh shoot, dude, like, would I, would I truly repeat this? verbally to somebody right like somebody mm-hmm. at work or some or a friend For a child I, right your child yeah if you had or one. exactly yeah like would you truly repeat that if you know you were in you know a calm state and i say no i wouldn't want to repeat it right so i want to start with me right so if when i make a mistake and business it i said serás serás babosa, whatever i'd be like Oh my goodness. Yes, I still have the knee jerk response. Like, ay, Wendy, el otro día estaba comiendo birria con mi boss, dude. Y, oh, y, y, y yo con una, una blusa blanca, you know, okay? Y yo ando slurping my birria. And then I'm like, la, la, la. And then I look at my shirt y toda salpicada, dude. And then I verbalize out loud, ay, Wendy. Like, you know, but then ay, I was Wendy. like, oye, okay. oye, ¿está sabrosa o no? ¿Está yeah, buena la yeah, birria? It was delicious, no? dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was delicious. It was That's delicious. how you know I'm good because you weren't even attention to your shirt yeah. you were fully present as, with la birria as, evidence, as evidenced by la salpicada it was by delicious you know you know like you know what wendy you were re- i was really enjoying that yeah aquí está el, here's the proof here's the evidence yeah yeah like the limit give my give my thank yous to the chef dude. no but i'll take off my shirt and send it to hey, him hey, take yeah. this to the kitchen please yeah but yeah you like i verbalize like hi wendy you know but immediately that was like I grabbed my little napkin and I just put tucked it in, dude. I was like, fuck it, whatever. Let's get, the show must go on, dude. I kept eating my food. <laughs> <laughs> You're like so, hashtag unbothered. Yeah, yeah, like whatever, you know. And um, and I think that that com- coming back right to the self talk, right, is when you are trying something new, you don't feel very confident. Instead of like saying, I'm not good at this. I'm this. I'm this is not going to be possible. I'm dumb. I'm going to sound dumb or people are going to think I'm dumb or whatever. You could say like, okay, what it would be an alternative for that, right? And that'd be like, hey, you're new at this, right? Like the grace that mm-hmm. Anashelo is talking about and the kindness is like, hey, you're new at this. You're not going to, you know, it's going to be fine, right? Like the point is that you're present and you're doing it, right? But the, you're new at this and that's okay. Yeah. And uh, Wendy, you've actually given me that advice before. Like I, I was going to, I was going to mention it. Like you've, I forgot what the situation was, but you said something like, well, the way that you responded to yourself, like that internal talk, is that how you would respond to me if I was telling you that I was in the situation or to a friend, right? How would you respond to a friend? And I was like, oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Like, you know, I I would say, 
I would say things in a much more kind way or like, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, like that. And the, and I use that. Like, I actually use that when I do something that I'm like, ugh, like disappointed or frustrated or whatever. I try to give myself some of that kindness because I'm like, I, you know, from what I know, I consider myself a pretty good friend, right? And so I need to be a good friend to myself, right? Or I try to be a good friend and I should also try to be a good friend to myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah. But yeah. see, I yeah. mean, the best thing you can do through this, through something difficult, like stepping out of your comfort zone is, is be kind, as kind to yourself as possible. And even that takes work, right? It takes work. It takes practice of developing the habit of being kind to yourself, right? Um, and I think another thing I'll say is like, what are little things you can do to make it less stressful? Like it's still going to be a little bit of stress, but what are things that you can do? So I'll use an example. I um recently performed a story for the first time, like on a stage, like a personal story. And uh, it's something I've been thinking about for years. Um, and it, you know, it felt very scary for a long time. But when I was little, I wanted to be a writer. So again, like I've shared, like I've, I've been coming back to some of the things that I loved when I was was little that I kind of got away from. And so I had wanted, I've been wanting to write. And so I pushed myself to sign up to share a story and I signed up. So that meant now I have to write a story. Right. And so, Uh and so what, what, what helped me was that I I did, um, you know, I, I gave myself enough time to work on it. And then I was also practicing like meeting with like a storytelling coach to sort of review it. And so like, what can you do if you're doing something scary, that's going to make it a little less scary. So for me, it was having someone that I was being accountable to and meeting with on a regular basis to kind of go over with where, where I was and get some feedback. And so that by the time that I actually had to perform, I had been it wasn't like I had to just finish the story and perform it. Like I had been connecting with somebody that was, you know, that knew about storytelling. And so that made me feel a little bit safer and it made the stress like, you know, be less heavy because I'd been sort of working up to it. Yeah. Cause you prepared, right. You were, you were preparing, yeah. like if preparing makes you feel safer, yeah. that's to the place where you invest in. I, I think I, I, Preparing is a thing that I do that makes me feel safer, right? When I'm going to push past my comfort zone, whether it's, you know, like a presentation at work to the executive team or something in my personal life, I research. Like in in a panic, I research, but I also like try to um, prepare myself, right? In whatever mm-hmm. way that whatever way that looks. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also yeah. hearing, and Anna Sheila and, I, and Rosie, both of you have been like uh, pointing this out over and over, but it's like this community, right? Like, being around people that have either similar views about stepping out of the comfort zone, it doesn't have to be the same goal, but if they have similar views of, hey, you won't know until you try it, like sticking to those types of communities or those types of people is super helpful. That That's what I'm I'm thinking you guys mean about uh, the the support system, right? Because sometimes we'll have family or close friends that are like, okay, dude, maybe they're not, they they themselves aren't very comfortable stepping out of, you know, their zone. So then they're not going to um, <clears throat> encourage you to do the same, right? So seeking people like mentors uh, or, or, you know, uh, talking to people that are already doing the things that you would like to do and, and really having, you know, those folks be part of your system is very, very helpful. Yeah, having positive yeah. people, right? People who who um, see the glass half full or, or whatever we want to call it, right? Like, instead of the people who focus on the negative, like, oh, but aren't you going to be scared? What if it doesn't work out? What if, 
etc like people who are right. and i mean and i think and also explore. like showing those people grace because a lot of those folks actually you know we might think oh no quieren they don't want me to like grow they don't want me to do well but i think a lot of times like when our family is like that it's because they actually want to keep us again going it, it goes back to the same thing right is is they're, they're sort of in in their way looking out for us and trying to keep us safe but they don't realize they're in it they're actually holding us back and then one thing that's like tangible that has worked for me um, without me knowing, because <laughs> my memory kind of sucks sometimes. But um, I, I didn't, re- I didn't, re- I couldn't remember this. But when I went back to my mom's house, and she still kind of has some stuff from like high school years that she kept, and I was going through her little archives, and I found a vision board that I like drew. So I didn't do the collage version, but I just kind of drew a v- little vision board, and. Man, I was so impressed. It was four things on there. It was like a little, like just four little squares and I drew it and everything on there, you know, years later has, has come true, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this whole time I just was like, okay, vision board, whatever. They're not that real. Um, but no, I, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, this is like a, something I visualize, you know, like I had, I did, I had like a little door with my, with my little, with a little placard on it that said like Dr. Herrera. And then I had a, like my sisters, like building a relationship with my sisters that felt meaningful to me and all these like things. So I was just so fascinated. So then when I left my mom's house, I came home and I did something similar. I drew, you know, a little vision board thing and yeah, it's been what four years since the last vision board, and I'm I'm very close, <laughs> very close to having every single thing done. So then that made me curious, like, well, what's the science behind this, you know? And you know what I'm learning is that our brain, just like we probably all know, you know, our brain is very susceptible to influence, but it's yeah. more susceptible with images, which again bring mm-hmm. you know the whole social media stuff, right? If people see something with images, they want it, they want to do it. They also want to like mimic that same behavior. So yeah, I just, I'm mind blown by how something so simple, like a vision board and, you know, you actually creating an image of it and like looking at it really can influence one, what you're paying attention to, what you're opening yourself to, like what type of opportunities you're accepting or seeking and also um, your beliefs about how this can be part of your day-to-day thought process and like vision of you. So don't um, underestimate the power of these vision boards, people. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put one together. Yeah, that's so, and that's so powerful. And I think what it comes, like what makes me think of is like, you can't move forward if you don't have a vision, right? Like how are you gonna move forward if you're not clear on what it is yes. that you want? And a lot of times we're like, yeah, I want my life to change or whatever. But like the way that you have to get clear on what it is that, that you want. And sometimes tenemos like we have these muddled ideas of what that is, but you actually have to sit down and get super clear. And I think, yeah, vision boards are such a powerful way of doing that because it's not only words, but it's like images too. And right. yeah, all of that. I mean, you know, a lot of people call that manifestation, but it's really like you're, you're envisioning what it is that you want. You're, you're finding images, you're um, coming up with words and, and, and getting and getting really clear. And that like that, I think having that vision also allows us, gives us strength in getting out of our comfort zone. Right. Because we are being guided by what it is that we're seeking. 
Right, right. I think uh, flexibility plays a big part, right? Because I I tend to fall into the trap of all or nothing sometimes, right? Like Mm. I envision this thing and this is the way that it has to be. This is the way that I have to get there. But sort of accepting or allowing yourself to say like, this is the big picture. This is what I want want to get to. And the journey there, who knows, you know, that can be flexible, right? That that's going to change. Maybe the road to get to where I want to get to is not going to look exactly like what I think it does. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think one thing that's been helpful for me around that is like, what's behind this big dream that I have? Like, what is it that, like, what is the feeling that I want to have? Like, why is it that I want this dream and, and being more grounded in, in the feeling behind what I want? So that way, if it turns, as long as I'm sort of being grounded in the feeling and like my intention behind it, if it ends up looking a little bit differently, like, that's fine. Yeah, this is like it ends up being even more beautiful than than we could have imagined, right? So the best that we, why not give our, ourselves the opportunity for something to be even more awesome than we thought it could be? And the only way we can do that is if we're not attached to the actual thing that happens, but more like grounded in what why it is that we want that. Yeah, yeah. And then that makes me think about timelines too, right? Like, I think that it's also important to be flexible with your timelines, right? Because I, yeah. I, my like this this vision board that I found was when I was in high school, right? And I was already like in my late twenties when I found it, and it and I was I, I was living what was manifested all those years ago, right? So I never set a timeline, but I think that I want to be mindful of that because I think a lot of folks they want to set a timeline like within the next five years I need to do this or by the end of the year I better do you know this but yeah. our journeys are gonna look different and um and I agree with what you two said it was like not worrying so much on how we're gonna get there but it's more so on the fact that we keep our eye on the end uh, the end goal which is that prize right I just want to get there <laughs> you know and then it's not we, we don't know how that's gonna happen because sometimes I think I'm gonna get there a, a specific way especially if everybody else has done it that specific way um but then my journey ended up looking different you know and 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 no one can take that from you right is is your journey is your journey yeah I think yeah I, I mean I think what I've found to be the most healthiest way for me to live is like yeah, just being grounded in 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 what's important to me and like why it's important to me and, and and like what I want to happen, but not being so attached to it. Sort of like letting letting go and letting life be life and knowing that I can't control everything. I can plan as much as I can. Ilokinaska, like whatever's whatever blooms from the planning that I did, like welcome that and 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 that and that's it right because we don't know how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen and and how exactly it's going to happen and the more we can be flexible and open to it looking a different way i think that really less i mean we we suffer less right when we when we do that and i think there's so much truth to that statement right like it's not about the destination it's about the journey or like life happens yes. in the mm-hmm. in the journey not the destination because there's been times where you know i have a goal and i have a destination and then when I, when you get there, it's kind of like, oh, like this is it. You know, like, oh, oh, maybe I was expecting something else. And really like the beautiful part is what happens along the journey, right? Like that's what makes you um, prouder, happier or, or whatever about mm-hmm. having achieved this end goal thing. And I think right. that we like get the so growth, fixated. The growth that's happening, right? As like, we expand out exactly. of our comfort zone. Exactly. I think sometimes we focus so much on like at the end, like I want to have this or I want to get to this. I want to achieve this. And you don't 
enjoy the journey along the way because you're so fixated on like, oh, I'm not there yet and I want to be there. Um, but I think it really is about the journey. Yeah. And and, and I'm, la I'm, I'm laughing because I feel like I was saying the opposite. <laughs> like, don't care about your journey. Just focus on the goal, right? But what I meant by that is that to me, at least I mean, the way I process things is like, I'm just like, uh, okay, I quiero llegar a, vamos a suponer, quiero llegar a San Francisco. Y pues, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Pero I know I'm going to get there, right? Y, pero lo que caiga, you know, like I might get to like Fairfield. I might go to Concord. I might go, you know, who knows? But the goal is like, oh, yeah, we're going we're going to San Francisco, right? So to me, I feel like I'm very like go with the flow as long as I'm going to get to San Francisco. Yeah. And so, I think yeah. that is what we're saying, right? <laughs> oh, like, okay. I, think, I yeah. think that is what we're saying. Yeah. Oh, good, I think good, we're okay. saying that that maybe like your idea of all the exact stops along the way to get to San Francisco, maybe it's not going to pan out that way. Maybe you see something interesting, interesting and you stop elsewhere, right? Like that's okay. Being flexible with what it looks like to get to what you want to get to, but also like enjoying it, right? Like enjoying the pit stops along the way and enjoying the things that happen along the way. Yeah. And then you can still like, you can still want a certain outcome. Like that's, you're still your goal. But I think mean, what I'm also saying is like being open to it, looking a little bit differently and it might even be better than what you planned, but you can still work towards that outcome. But for me, for example, like I ground more in like an intention that I'm, that I'm sort of looking. So for example, like being like, let's say freedom, like I want to feel more freedom, right? I want to feel more freedom financially in myself, et cetera. And so that's really been a big driving intention for myself. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm wanting to get there in different ways, but I'm really open to what that looks like. Right. Or I know I want to express myself creatively. That's another goal of mine. Right. And I'm open to the ways in which I'm going to, I'm going to try. I don't know if that's going to mean I'm going to write a book one day. Right. But like, that sounds awesome, but I'm not like, I have to write a book and it has to happen. That's beautiful. And it's kind of like an intent, like a, a, a loose goal of mine, but I'm, I'm open to what me getting to express myself creatively looks like. And so for me right now, you know, I wrote a story and I performed it and like, you know, maybe one day I do get to write a book, but I'm, estoy tomando mis pasitos and, and, and just, I'm open to where, where that takes me. And I think what was really cool when I performed this story is that, you know, it was a big deal for me to get on the stage and, and, and share it because it, I overcame, you know, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety that I used to have about performing. And it felt even better than I thought it was going to feel, you know? Nice. That was going to be my next question. Like, how how did it feel? Right. We've talked a lot about the process, but like, yeah, when you get yeah. there, when you do the thing, right. when you jump the hurdle, what does that feel like? How did your performing your story feel? Yeah, it felt it felt in, in, incredible. It felt incredible because I knew everything that I had sort of because Mira and I think this is what I and this is what I would say for, to folks if you're like if you're if you're like, oh, should I do it? Should I get out of my comfort zone? Should I like take the leap? If it's something that you can't get out of your brain, it scares you a little bit, but you can't get out of your brain, like you haven't been able to stop thinking about it, then that's the kind of thing that you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone for. And so for me, me telling the story is something that I've been thinking about and wanting to do for a long time and I haven't been able to get it out of my head. And it finally, and so, yeah, so if that's something you can't get out of your head, pero se siente a little scary, that's exactly the kind of thing you get to get out of your comfort zone phone and, and work towards, right? And so when I, and so for me, then that's why it was really powerful. It's like, yeah, because I've known that I've been wanting to do this, even though I've been so afraid of performing on stage for a long time. And I had some, I had public speaking anxiety for a while. So I've been slowly working up the courage to be able to do this. And it was just cool to see that like, oh yeah, this, there's a reason 
you've had this little como, uh, yeah, this little voice that has been trying to push yourself. And and when I finally perform, yeah, it's it's I felt so connected to the audience. Like I felt like something turned on in me as I was sharing because I had been I had practiced a little bit, um, you know, as I was preparing it and I was like reading it out loud and I was like trying to like read it as I would as if I was a performer. And I was like, man, parts of this just sound very red. Like it doesn't sound that good. Like I don't know how I'm, this middle part is just not going to sound very good. And then I got on the stage and it's like. I saw people, the people in front of me and it's like something turned on and I was just so, I, I just, I, I just wanted to keep their attention and I could see them so focused on me and I'm like, I'm gonna perform for these bitches, you know? And like, it was. <laughs> Vogue, 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 Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get all of this performance right now. Yeah. And it, it like, I really did. Like, and I delivered it like way better than I was ever able to when I was practicing by myself. So it was, and I was like, dang, I want to do this again. And I'm so proud of myself for doing this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. And, and I think um, inadvertently you, your perfect segue, Anna Shayla, to, to um, close out today's episode for our listeners. So we usually end um, each episode with a word of advice, a closing message, um, just some thoughts to share with our listeners. So on top of what you said about, you know, if you, I think that's so powerful. Like if you have a thought that scares you a little bit, but you cannot get it out of your mind, like that's a, that's a sign that you, you should go for it, right? Like, is there anything else um, that you want to leave our listeners with? I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that would, that would be, that's, that's my parting, that's my part. Those would be my parting words that listen, listen to that, listen to your intuition. Like if you feel a tug in your heart, like listen to the tug, porque the worst thing that you can do is just let that go. Y pasan los años, and then you just you come up with more and more excuses for why you can't do so. So, so listen to your tug, and then just know that, like, you know, it, it may not end up being what you want it to be. But what if it's even better? And that's what I found by performing the story route. It was even better than I could have imagined. So, All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, my last thought would be get those color pencils out or old magazines. Y ponte a crear tu vision board. Uh, what do you want in your life? Uh, or what do you want the, your life to look like in the next five years? So ponte a colorear, ponte a cortar y, y visualize it, see it. Let it come to life. Let it come out of your fantasy in your mind or in your heart. Pero déjalo salir y que, y que lo puedas ver. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, Wendy. I think my my parting words for the listeners are just to to not let fear win, right? Like that fear, the uneasiness, the discomfort might be there, but I promise you it's going to be worth it on the other side, right? Whatever that goal is for you, it's going to be worth it on the other side. And then I feel like you'll look back at it and you'll be like, damn, that was some journey, right? Maybe some parts, some parts were fun. Maybe some parts were hard. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I think you'll be proud of, of what you did, right? For the sole fact that you went out of your comfort zone and went for it. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on again. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> Thank you yes. for joining us. No, I had so much fun with y'all. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. Right, and we'll catch you on IG listeners. Hasta luego. Thank you everyone for joining us for today's topic. Hasta la próxima and remember to join us next time by tuning in with your amigas to Spilling La Sopa.